everyone. Welcome back to Create Your Life Story, the best guide on the internet to help you record, edit and share life's memories with family in the world in a way that we can do now because of all the great digital technology around us. I'm your host, Ian Kath. Thanks for getting hold of the show. Thanks for sharing it around and thanks for telling a ton of people. This is episode 59, Smash and Mash Your Life Story. Yes, we're going to talk about something that's been bubbling up, something that's been coming to my notice because of some of the wonderful things that you people out there have been mentioning to me about some ideas of breaking down our components that we're going to use for our life story and putting them back together in a slightly different way. And I want to dig into this a little bit and explore some of the ideas that we've got that we can work with to make a bigger, richer, more interesting life story than we could have before we had all this great digital technology that we have around us. But before we get into that, I just want to remind you that this weekend, this weekend, Saturday the 17th and the 18th of September, 2011, if you're coming later, we're having our first Ustream live chat. There is information on the site. There will be some more information on the site after this particular episode as well, just to remind everybody, and I'm going to be sending out some emails to everybody who's on the email list. If you're not on the email list, just sign up for the free ebook, Recording Life Stories, and you'll get that as well. As well, you will also get the email that I'll be sending out reminding you of exactly when it will be. But just to give you a bit of a rundown, I did this last week also. The way it's going to be is it's going to be on, for a lot of the world, it's going to be on Saturday the 17th. It's going to be 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern in the U.S. It's going to be 10 p.m. in the U.K. and 11 p.m. Central European times. That's all on Saturday. On Sunday, here in Australia, it's going to be 7 a.m. on the East Coast, and it's going to be 9 a.m. in New Zealand. So it's going to be a very early start for me, so for those of you who come along and you're settling into your evening, if you're in the UK or in the uh, US maybe, you'll, uh, you'll be feeling like it's the end of your day because it will be, but for me it's going to be a very early start on Sunday morning. So I hope you forgive me if I'm a little bit bleary-eyed when we get underway. It's 2200 hours UTC, which is 10 o'clock on Saturday evening, Greenwich Mean Time, if you know what time zone you are in. You can work it out for yourself. But that's the way it is. I look forward to everybody coming along and having a bit of a chat and seeing what we can do. I've already got some questions that I want to discuss and talk about. If you've got some particular topics that you'd like to have brought up, please send them through to me beforehand. It'd be nice to have them before we actually go live. But you'll also have the possibility to chat with me using the chat window and we can maybe have a bit of a dialogue and get into a few things. Remember, the email is chat at createyourlifestory.com. And that's because, of course, the site is at createyourlifestory.com. Love hearing from you. And I love hearing from you for all sorts of different reasons. And some of those reasons are, well, you know, because we get to know each other a little bit. And I recently had this comment from Kevin over at the Social Voice Project. Now, it's a fairly long piece of audio, but it's so good. I just want to leave it in its entirety. So let's just listen to what Kevin has to say. Hello, Ian. This is Kevin from the Social Voice Project here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I am coming to you live. Well, almost live. Well, not live at all, actually. That's that's the illusion of it, right? But I am coming to you from the recording studios of the Social Voice Project, which also doubles as my kitchen table. 
I just wanted to touch base with you and send you a little audio hello and to tell you that I am very glad to have come across your website and to learn about your efforts there in Australia. Your website is just an enormous resource for people who would like to record their life stories. Novices and I think anyone advanced as well could benefit from all the information that you have up there. And I think that your motivation and your enthusiasm is also a remarkable thing as well. As you know, sometimes um, this is a little bit of a struggle to uh, to get people to see the, if not the importance, but the urgency of recording some of these stories, especially with the elderly folks. So I think you do a great job motivating people and setting the tone, a very good tone, for um, the necessity of uh, gathering these life stories. I'm hoping in the future that you and I will have a chance to discuss some creative side of things, business side of things, as well as um, a lot of the technology. I'm just really amazed that what is out there with exceptional quality and ease of use, you know, for the everyday person. Uh, years ago when I was in college, um, I did a little dabbling with uh, oral history. It was actually a big cumbersome process to use these microphones and uh, tape recorders. And of course, the quality wasn't there. Today, with you know the ease of digital technology and uh, the availability of the resources on the web, editing, for example, um, I use Audacity, which is a free open source editor. It's never been easier, as you know, for people to do this kind of work. I just listened to your review of the Zoom H1, and I agree with you completely about the quality and the ease of use of, of that recorder. I have one myself. And I carry it with me all the time. It's in my backpack. It's in my pocket. Uh, I have it with me on the bus. When I'm walking through the city, I have it visiting my parents. It's just uh, just a wonderful little handy thing to have. And the quality is just remarkable. I often record uh, high definition on that. You know, in other words, above the 48K. And it is just, uh, just a delight to listen to. My first digital recorder was a Zoom H1, which I still have and still use quite often. I think that's a very reliable and easy-to-use recorder as well, and you just can't beat the sound quality of that. Recently, I've been using a Zoom R16 multi-track recorder, which has phantom power, so I can bring along my, uh, my condenser mics during interviews. I've uh, really taken upon myself to um, focus on quality, which is something that I think um, is often lacking in this kind of work. I mean, a lot of people are focused on getting the interview, maybe for transcription, maybe just for archival purposes, of course. And when I first started this, uh, that was my intention as well. But I've more and more become uh, maybe obsessed, you could say, with quality of the sound. And I think that is something that really sets apart the work that I've been doing from a lot of the other stuff that I hear out there is the, the level of the quality. Of course, you know, a lot of it is in the ear of the beholder, but um, I work quite hard at thinking about the sound environment, the setup, editing. Well, I could go on talking about that sort of stuff all day, but um, well, we'll save that for another time. About a year and a half ago, I started to do my family's genealogy, and one thing led to another. I uh, found out that a cousin of mine had done some interviewing of some folks. And uh, so we started to talk and he said, well, we need to go interview uh, this 94-year-old cousin of ours. And so we did. That's when I bought my H1 
and didn't know anything really about a lot of things. But we went and recorded several hours of interviews. And then I thought, uh, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Well, as it turns out, a, a lot of the family didn't know this person. So I thought, well, I'm going to share these interviews with a lot of folks and uh, came across the idea of podcasts. And uh, one thing led to another, just like you, learned how to put some things together and created a, a few little episodes with intros and outros and a little bit of overdubbing music and so forth to make it interesting. And uh, I put them out there. Well, people seem to like that. And so we had another interview project with um, an uncle. And uh, that turned out very well. It was a very powerful, moving experience. And I also did the same thing creatively with the uh, interviews. People started to say, hey, you know what? Uh, that's really a significant thing. Uh, a lot of people would like to have those interviews. Or a lot of people would enjoy hearing those interviews. And around this time, another relative uh, passed away. And that was a, a definitive moment because um, the fellow, my cousin, whom I'd done the recordings with, it, it was his mother. And that opened up a rather interesting discussion in the family about really the need to get our elders' life stories before they pass on. And nothing up until that moment really hit home like the death of my aunt. So that really fast-tracked uh, some ideas for me. And I thought, you know, this would be a great project to do in my spare time, which has turned out to be uh, all of my time, actually. Uh, so one thing led to another, and I thought about or how would I organize such a thing, and a nonprofit seemed to be the um, uh, most appropriate way to do this, an educational nonprofit that, as its mission, the goal to get out there and get these stories one way or another, uh, encourage them, celebrate them, archive them, and so forth. So that's how the uh, Social Voice Project came about. There's a few more details in there, but I'll spare you a lot of the um, mundane things. But uh, anyways, uh, Ian, uh, this is just a very brief hello uh, podcast that I just wanted to send your way. And uh, so I'm going to wrap this up now. And I hope that we can continue the conversation and um, take it from there. Okay, my friend, best regards to you and uh, good luck with uh, everything that you're doing there in Australia. So long. Thanks, mate. Thanks so much for sending through that audio. It means a great deal to me when anybody sends audio, and I particularly loved hearing that story of what Kevin's doing. Another person out there who is treading their own path, finding their own way to help get stories out there and he is doing some amazing stuff he is really digging deep into the whole trying to make it more entertaining more interesting but that's for a little bit later you can get hold of me in all the different ways you can send through some audio as some people are doing through the soundcloud button on the site or you can just send me an email like i said at chat at createyourlifestory.com i'm on twitter of course and uh We've also got a Facebook fan page. There are many different ways that you can get hold of me and share your information with all of us. But for now, let's just get into today's show. Today's episode is called Smash and Mash Your Life Story. Because I've been thinking about this, a few things have been bubbling through from some of the comments from a few people that there are ways that we can do a life story that 
isn't necessarily entirely obvious. Now, Create Your Life Story is primarily about using audio. Traditionally, as I've said many times before, biographies are thought of as being a written text, a book. That's what we normally think of. But why not consider audio and sit down and have a conversation with somebody and capture their story? After all, storytelling and talking and communicating with voice is the original type of storytelling, isn't it? And it's the original way of sharing our life stories. But when it comes time to bring it all together, we're going to be working with not just the audio of the conversations that we've recorded. We're going to be working with anything else that we might potentially have. And now we can take that as far or as little as we want to. That's entirely up to you when you do the post-production side of your own personal life story. But what can we do with it that maybe isn't entirely obvious? Peter and Luxembourg mentioned to me, and I look forward to being able to share an audio comment with you hopefully fairly soon, but he mentioned to me that he has got Super 8 films that go back to, I think he said about 1951. Now, he's got a whole mass of Super 8 films from when he was just a, a young fella that he can use. And he's doing some really interesting things with photographs that we can now do because of all the digital technology. He's taking those photos and he's combining them into montages and collages and morphs. I don't know if you uh, know about morphs. Morphs are very cool. And if you poke around, just do a Google search for morph, you'll uh, discover some. The first time I ever saw a morph was with that old Michael Jackson video clip, probably about oh, 20 years ago now, where many, many different faces were morphed together. Well, now we have the technology to be able to do that quite easily at home. I remember at the time taking photographs of my baby daughter with the idea in mind that one day this technology will be available for all of us. And I was right. Sure enough, we have now reached that time where we can all do morphs at home using the software that's available on the internet. Just go and search for it. You'll find all sorts of morphing technology. So we can take photos and they're not just photos sitting in a photo album anymore. They're now something that we can do other things with. We can combine them together and do other bigger things with. The obvious, of course, is the slideshow. As I've mentioned to you before for my uncle's 90th birthday recently, I did a slideshow of family photos going way back into the 20s and combining them together with a bit of music and a bit of dialogue from his recordings, his audio that I recorded with him last year. We put together a slideshow. These things are relatively common and relatively well-known, but we can dig deeper into this sort of stuff, more with an attitude of smashing it so that we can then mash it. And that's why I've called today's episode that. Because there are things within each of these items that we have that are components that we've never really considered in the past individually. Two weeks ago, we had Paul Harbath on the show, and he sent through another piece of audio to uh, show me something else he's done. Have a listen to this. My name is Paul, and this is Cassie sitting here with me. Um, today is uh, September 16th, 2006. So what we're going to do is we're going to do that song again uh, today, five years later. So... Now, that was just one small part of a much larger section that he gave me, but that's part of the reason why I'm talking to you today, because that little bit of audio that he sent through 
inspired me to realise that in that piece of audio, which is now five years old, he has captured a particular point in time in his life with his daughter. But he's also referring to a time five years prior to that. So in a way, he's leapfrogging back 10 years. Now, that little piece of audio captures that moment in time, but that can be used now historically as an historical piece for whatever else he might want to manufacture. Now, the audio, the larger piece of audio that he sent through to me that that was part of, was basically a compilation of all the different audio that they've collected when they've been doing their open mic performances. So there's many different songs, there's some spoken word pieces, some poetry, and it's all mashed together into one larger piece. And by having a long lineage of different things that you've been doing throughout your life, you can then combine these together. You might have stuff from many, many years ago that you've maybe even forgotten, and then suddenly you discovered it. Here's a little bit of audio that's just recently been sent through to me from a very close friend in Germany. So it's not important. There's not a lot of actual spoken word in there, but you'll understand a little bit when you hear it in the moment. But it is in German, so you won't under maybe necessarily understand it. But the person who sent this to me is now in her late 20s. But this audio is of her when she was learning how to speak. Imagine having this of your children or of yourself. And what would you do with it? Have a listen to this. Don't you just love babies when they laugh, when they're in that joyous state? Uh, it takes, even though this isn't my daughter, it takes me immediately back to when my daughter was that age and she would just laugh like that. And uh, it fills me with so much warmth. Wonderful, wonderful little piece of audio. Now, it's not particularly good audio because it came off a cassette, but they've at least got some audio that they can use somewhere in their lives. And also... Her mother and father are both there too, as much younger people than they are now. So again, it's a snapshot of somebody's life because they went to the effort way back when, 20 odd years ago, to record that little bit of audio. Incredibly valuable stuff for that family. I've mentioned to you in the past, when was it? About November last year, I was driving my daughter to the airport. She was going to Asia for a holiday for a couple of months. And I sat with her and I clipped a lapel mic onto her and we had a bit of a discussion about what she was looking forward to. Well, nearly 12 months ago, I managed to capture a moment in my daughter's life. And she is currently, well, right now, she's just arrived in Spain for the next four months and she's been travelling through Eastern Europe. And as she's been travelling, I've been having the occasional Skype conversation with her. And because I have Skype set up to record the conversations, both in video and in audio, I've just let it run. I haven't bothered to not have it on. So what I've been doing is, and she doesn't even know this, is I've been recording our conversations. I've been recording her stories of her travels around Europe and the experiences that she's been having. Now, at the moment, I don't plan to do anything with that content, but I have got a snapshot of her life as a 20-year-old. Do you think maybe... When she's a 60-year-old, she might be a little bit interested in that. Maybe. And what she will do with it, well, who knows? 
but at least we've got it. We've also got the video of her lounging around backpackers and just talking to me on the Skype screen. And she's also got me talking to her because when she's 60 years old, I'm going to be long gone. So she'll have a memory of talking to her dad and she might find that rather appealing too. So I've managed to grab a bit of content there for my daughter that she can utilise later on for her life story or maybe for her children or grandchildren to use in some way, shape or form. And this is what, and this is what today's episode's all about, dear listener. It's, it's about all the stuff that we collect in life. And there are so many different things that we collect. We collect photos, we collect documents, we've got journals and diary entries, we've got films and videos. Maybe you've even got some audio recordings. And then you've got all the bric-a-brac and souvenirs, all the stuff that you might collect that you have lying around your home that all tells a bit of a story. Now, with all of these things, and they're great, they're wonderful things to use as prompts and reminders for actually recording your conversations with somebody. And they help prompt you into coming up with stories and topics to talk about. And that's fine. That's wonderful. But maybe these things have actually got value in their own right as part of your life story. Maybe these things can be broken down into their components and looked at in a slightly different way and then utilized to help tell your story. Now, we can actually do this. Once upon a time, we couldn't. <laughs> you were restricted by the realities of how things were done. And if you did want to do it, it was a time-consuming and very expensive process. What we're actually talking about here is making a documentary. Now, before everybody starts to freak out and go into a tailspin thinking that's too huge a task, well, 40 years ago it was too huge a task, but now it's not because really a documentary, in a way, can be just an assemblage of all of the different components of somebody's life. And as one thing is being told, one part of the story is told, you weave in all of the other components. From that previous list of things that I mentioned to you, if you think about them, what you've got there is primarily about four different things. You've got text, you've got still images, you've got moving images, and you've got audio. Now, even if you've got physical items, you can take photos of them so that you have an image of them. But basically, that's what you've got. You've got text, you've got images, still and moving, and you've got audio. And if you look at most things, you can turn them into one of those four things, one way or another. And you can actually change them around in ways that I don't think we necessarily consider. Slightly different way of looking at things. In the case of film and video, for argument's sake, what have you got there? Well, you've got moving images, haven't you? Well, that's quite obvious. But if you stop the moving images, you've got freeze frames. Well, they have a place. You can make a point with a freeze frame. You can stop on something significant and linger with it for a bit of dramatic reason. You could have text on a sign in the background as some scenery to describe something. You've also maybe got the audio which you can strip out. This is a topic that's a little bit sensitive for me because my sister passed away in a horse riding accident 10 years ago now. And as it turns out, the only piece of footage, I thought we had some audio, but unfortunately it looks like that's been lost. Unfortunately, the only footage, only 
live content that we've got of my sister is a bit of video footage at our other sister's wedding where she spoke at the wedding. So we've got this little bit of video and the audio that accompanies it. Now, with that, I've got two separate components. It's not just speaking on video. It's actually audio and video. They're two separate things. They can, can be left combined together or they can be separated out for different purposes. And it's something I want to look at to uh, work out what I can do with it. But we've got situations like that. Do you have old films? Do you have old videos? Maybe the pictures are particularly good, but maybe there's some dialogue in the background that is good. And that if you strip that dialogue out, if you strip strip the uh, music that maybe is in the background out or the conversation that is there because the camera was left on accidentally and it was off videoing the wall, but there was a great conversation going on, could that be valuable to you? You see, it's about smashing it to mash it, break it down into its components. I mentioned earlier to you that I record my daughter. I've got this program, because I'm a Mac user, that's on Skype, and it's called Skype Call Recorder. It's only $20, but Skype Call Recorder can very easily record my Skype conversations. But it also has some other little programs that come with it. And I'm sure there are other programs like this that will actually separate the audio tracks and the video tracks so that you've got separate components to be able to work with. And I find it very, very handy. If I happen to find some video that I like, I can just drop that video file into one of these little programs and it will strip out the audio so I can use it in other ways. Very, very handy thing to do because the video has some value in itself. The video and audio together has some value and the audio has value in itself for another reason. But let's take it a little bit further. What about documents? Actual text? Well, yeah, say a printed page or a document. Well, it's just got words on it, hasn't it? It's a bit boring, isn't it? Well, maybe it's not. If you take that document and think of it not as bits of information, but think of it as an image, and then use that image, you can utilise it for dramatic effect. If you were to have gone back and had a look at that slideshow I made for my uncle, you'll notice that right at the very beginning of it, he says his birth date. And as he mentions his birth date, I very strategically zoomed in on his birth date, on his birth certificate. Now, all of a sudden, the text, the written text that is on that document, that is on that picture, because it's not really a document, it's a picture of a document, that text becomes so much more poignant. If you're telling some stories about travelling through Europe years ago and you've got some photos of maybe the border control, passport control, signage, well, that sort of tells a little bit more of the story, doesn't it? Think about all the documentaries you've seen. They do this all the time. What do you have that maybe you haven't totally considered before? So text can be images of documents because then the document itself in its entirety becomes something that's interesting to look at. There could also be images within that document, things like the way a signature looks or maybe the uh, seal or the stamp or the approval or the letterhead, all of these different things. Nowadays, oh, for the last 50 years or so, there's been corporate logos. Maybe those logos and images, maybe those accompanying things that are part of that document tell a story as well, not just the document itself. Maybe there's a thumbprint or a coffee stain 
you know, does that tell a story in itself? I know in some countries they actually take footprints of the children's feet onto a document. And that tells a story in itself because that shows the size of the infant when the, when the child was born. But text can also be something else as well. Text can be a springboard for audio. Now, here at Create Your Life Story, we're always talking about recording audio and then transcribing that into text and then maybe editing that and turning that into a book at some stage. Well, why not turn it around? Maybe you've got a journal entry or a diary entry and it's talking about a time traveling through some place or having some experience. And by narrating that journal entry, all of a sudden you have brought to life that journal and made it real instead of it just being boring, dry text, because now it's got voice. And even if it isn't your journal entry and your voice, maybe it's your grandparents' journal entry someone who's long gone, if it's spoken by somebody who cares, it's almost magical the way that those words will seem to come alive because they're being spoken by a real person. If it was written by an 18-year-old, maybe have an 18-year-old read it with that youthful voice, that vim and vigour, and give it a new lease of life instead of it coming out of the mouth of a 90-year-old where it doesn't sound quite the same. I met a fellow six months ago, who is collating his letters that he wrote as he was travelling overland from the UK to Australia, travelling through places like the Middle East and Eastern Europe, back in the bad old days of the Cold War. And he decided that he wasn't going to change them too much because they all had bad grammar and the bad English, but hey, that's what a 19-year-old does. So Maybe narrate these journal entries in the voice of a person of about the same age. Maybe if there's someone related, they'll have an intimacy with the text as well and make it even more poignant. So I've already spoken a little bit about the way you can change things around, but there are so many more and there's no way in the world I'm going to guess them all or try and work them all out because I'm just not that creative. All of you are. All of you are far more creative than what I am and you'll come up with ideas that I haven't even thought about. But we could take some of these components and do different things with them. Like, have you ever noticed that when somebody is speaking on television, for argument's sake, if they scroll the text underneath their spoken words, it adds to the relevance. Now, imagine if somebody is speaking about their life when it was particularly tough, and they're actually referring to a document that they wrote a long time ago. Well, what if you actually showed that document and the words that they're saying are very, very similar to what's on the document? All of a sudden, you've got this historical piece of paper that you're looking at and it's relevant to what they're saying. Or you have an actor playing the part of actually saying those words, narrating the text and having a still image of the person. You see what I'm saying? You see how this all comes together and you can start to do interesting and more creative things with it than just thinking that you've got a box of notes and you've got a couple of audio tapes and maybe some dull video, you can actually bring them all together and break them down and recombine them in different ways. Really, there is probably an infinite number of ways that this can be done, simply by cutting the lengths, adding the components, removing components, breaking the components down, transcribing, converting, altering, 
all the different things that can be done will then, when they're blended together in all the different possible combinations, which is where you can be creative, where you can get excited with how you put this together so it tells a story in the way that you want to tell it, all of these different options become the possibility of what you want to achieve. And the way I suppose the best way to think about it is you've got five senses, and those five senses can be thought of in regards to anything that you're looking at, anything historical, anything that you've got. You know, what are you looking at? What are you hearing? What are you sensing in all the different ways? I've been wondering about this. I've heard this story, and I've mentioned it in the past too, about somebody finding some of their long-deceased mother's perfume. I think I mentioned it last week. I imagine, just imagine, you were going through some old photos and looking at some old video of your long-deceased mother, and then somebody waved the perfume that she wore under your nose as you were looking at those images. Combining, you know, smell is something that you don't normally think of for a life story, is it? But imagine adding smell to the sound of her voice or to the images that you're looking at. They say smell is the most primal of all of our senses. I reckon that would totally nail the situation if you were able to do that. I met a fellow some time ago who's got a 78 recording of his grandfather. Now, if nobody in the family knew about that and all of a sudden you're looking through all these old photos and documents and you're rather proud of your grandfather and then somebody throws this little piece of audio in, wow, look at the impact that you've got. We normally think of media as being audio and visual media, don't we? But we've got five senses. What about if you pull out a wedding dress and put a wedding dress on the table at the same time as you're looking at the photos or maybe at the wedding video? These things all add to the whole experience. Now, I, like I said, I don't know. I don't know how you do this. It depends on what you've got and what you've collected and what you have lying around and what you can break down into what components. But have a look around your own life and see what you can find and let us know. I'd really love to know what you might be able to find. In a way, the action points, I suppose, think about collecting all of the different things that you've got and then look at each of those things and break them down into their components. What are the different components that you can break them down into that you can then recombine in some way to make something bigger than the sum of those components? And I reckon look past the obvious. When you look at a piece of written text, don't think of it as writing. Think of it as a picture or think about turning it into audio, spoken word. If you see a bit of video, don't think of it as moving images. Think of it possibly as still images. Think of it as a background to something else that's going on. There's so many different ways that you could potentially do this. And I think that if you have any of this stuff lying around, it's worth looking at. But there's another thing I want to bring up today. And that is not just thinking of this as stuff that you already have lying around, but think of it also as something that you're creating now to utilise later. Because at the end of the day, a life story is not about, and I know everybody thinks this, this is a very common, incorrect way of thinking. Every, and this is how I started too. Everybody thinks of a life story as wanting to capture this information before it slips away from us very soon. But the thing is, it doesn't always happen very soon. 
Sometimes it doesn't happen for decades, which means that we have decades more of information to collect. And then we can continue to put that information together. A bit like that bit of audio we heard earlier with Paul. That's something that's only five years ago, and his daughter's relatively young. You know, they're in their 20s, I think. So, you know, they've got lots of years ahead of them to continue to put down more audio, more singing, more drama that they can continue to have that eventually put together into some form of life story later on. So maybe think about capturing what you've got around you now. Remember, once the moment is gone, you've lost it. So you have to capture it as you go. Now, that's why we like to sit down with people who we're concerned that we're going to lose and we want to capture their stuff now. But why not capture the information from some of the younger people, from yourself now? Everything that I'm recording on Create Your Life Story and Your Story is being recorded and can be utilised by myself later in my life. Have you got a journal or maybe some diaries? Are you writing stuff down? Are you pulling out your phone and maybe just putting your thoughts into the phone from time to time? Just capturing a little bit of stuff? I've mentioned to you before a little program that comes out of the UK called Audioboo. Little five-minute audio recordings that you can do. I'm part of it. You can find me at audioboo.com slash iancath. Uh, some place to you know, sometimes put down my thoughts about life. A bit of philosophizing, that's how I use it. But some people use it just to make a comment about their day. But little snippets of information that can be utilized one day. There's another little program I'd like to mention to you, and it's actually quite a bit of fun. It's called Olife. It's at olife.com. And what you do is you sign up for it. It's free, of course, like a lot of these things. You sign up for it and you tell it what time and how regular, daily, weekly, monthly, to send you an email. And it sends you an email automatically and you answer it. And basically it says, how's your day been? And you answer it. You know, you just write out how your day's been or how your week's been or how your month's been. You can write three words or you can write 3,000 words. It's up to you. And then you just press return. And when that returns, it just goes into a, a place and it's just stored. It's all secure and everything. And it slowly collates. It slowly just accrues. It's basically a journal entry. And because, in my case, it turns up at 8 o'clock every night, I look at it and I go, do I want to write something today? And some days I do and some days I don't. And I write something and then I press return and away it goes. But already I've got oh, about four or five months of diary entries in Olife and already I can go back a few months and reflect on what I was saying at the time. It's really quite interesting. It's a variation on journals and diaries, which I'm sure you're very familiar with, but it's a, another way of doing it. Have a bit of a look at that. Like I said, it's olife.com. So there's a huge amount of things for you to consider. It's a uh, it's quite a maelstrom, I find. I just, I'm not quite even sure how to negotiate it. And I don't think it's really possible to negotiate it in a theoretical way, which is what I'm attempting to do here, because it is so dependent on what is happening in your world and what you have, what resources you've got and what resources you are laying down. What do you have in your world? What do you have lying around? What have you not considered that you can smash? And then how can you take all of those components and bring them together and then mash them back up or add stuff to them? as you bring them together to make them bigger and richer and more dynamic than you'd ever considered before. Yeah, sure, there's a lot of work in this, but hey, big deal. 
What a great hobby. And if you're retired, what a wonderful thing to do. And you can do as much or of as little of it as you want to do. It's entirely up to you. And we now have the tools available for us to be able to do this. These computers that we have sitting in front of us are truly extraordinary because they can very carefully break things down, put a photo into Photoshop or some other photo editing program and actually pull components out, pull individual people out, replace them with other people if you want to. I'm not saying to do things that are uh, maybe less than appropriate. I'm talking about just, you know, grab individuals, you know, get actual faces from deep within a photo and use that in a morphing program for argument's sake. There are so many possibilities here that I would love to know what ideas that you might have and how you think that you can make this happen for your personal little individual case. I'd love to know. Send us an email at some stage. You've got all the contacts up in the contacts tab on the site at createyourlifestory.com. You'll find how to get hold of me there. Just do it and uh, send through some comments. I'd also like you to send through some questions for this weekend's live broadcast on Ustream. I hope everything's going to go right. I've never done a Ustream broadcast before, so I hope all the technology works just fine. But come on over and have a look at it on uh, the Saturday for the most of you and for those of us in Australia early on Sunday morning. Create Your Life Story is also part of the Lifestyle Pod Network. As a matter of fact, your story, my other podcast, is also part of the Lifestyle Pod Network because I want to hang out with some really cool people and there are so many cool podcasts on the Lifestyle Pod Network. I want to associate with all of them so that we can support each other and make better podcasts, make them more interesting for you and uh, you might find some other podcasts at the lifestylepodnetwork.com that suit you because it really epitomizes what lifestyle is all about over there. There's a Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash createyourlifestory. Come over. I put a few little bits and pieces in there from time to time, and uh, it'd be great if you liked it. It helps to uh, get Create Your Life Story out a bit more, not to mention placing a comment at iTunes. There's quite a few here in Australia, and there's some in the US, but there's not a lot of comments in some of the other countries. And if you feel like getting something for one of your relatives. After all, you know, Christmas is not that far away. Maybe you're starting to mull it over. Well, there is an Amazon search window on the site as well where you can search for something, go and get it through Amazon if that's how you want to do your shopping. Costs you absolutely no more and I get a small kickback. Very small kickback, but I do get a small kickback from Amazon if you do that. And it doesn't matter what country you're in. If you're in the US, if you're in Canada or the UK and you use the Amazon search window I will get a return for it. And uh, believe me, it all helps. It helps to make this a viable operation. The music, of course, is as usual from IOTO PromoNet at IOTO Alliance. You can find all the links at the end of this particular episode if you are interested in them. This is episode 59. I'm here, Kath. I'm in Brisbane. I look forward to seeing you hopefully on very early Sunday morning, my time for the Ustream call. Drop by sometime and say hello, eh? Catch you around. Bye-bye, everyone. Wait till I get your ass home. But first, we'll make a stop on Basin Street by the food carré. There's nothing like a party down in old Trimming. I know it's 4.30 and the joint just started jumping. And now you're looking good. We're going to party till the sun come up. And now you're looking good. We're going to party till the sun come up. And now, and now you're looking good. We gon' party till the sun come up. Party till the sun come up. And now.
You can find more great podcasts at lifestylepodnetwork.com.au.